0: Let the good times roll, EOB Mafia. It's time for another action-packed installment of Evolution of Brand, powered by Absolute Evolution Branding. I'm Jason Sircone, and today on episode 121, I'm sharing the mic with author, actor, entertainer, and coach David Wood for a powerful conversation about naming the mice in your life. What's that mean, you ask? Stick with us today, and it will all become clear. As we dive into the evolution of David's brand today, we'll be learning more about his new book, The Mouse in the Room, because the elephant isn't alone, how to become a badass leader and human that more people want to follow and be around, what exactly is mouse naming and why you need to care, and the positive results that come from having the most difficult, awkward conversations with people you have friction with. All of this and so much more lies ahead as we get things rolling on episode 121 of Evolution of Brand, right after a quick word from yours truly. You know, we talk a lot about authority status and expert status here on Evolution of Brand, and the reason for that is so many of the guests I connect with have accomplished just that. And I guarantee if you ask any of them if that status has made a difference in everything they do, the answer you'd receive would be an emphatic, hell yes. Do you want to establish your authority and reach expert status in your niche? Then it's time for us to connect. I want to teach you the best approach I know for attracting new clients, increasing your profits, expanding your network, and achieving game-changing authority status. It's time for your brand to go from unknown to undeniable. Visit JasonSircone.com slash work with me to learn more. David Wood, welcome to Evolution of Brands. Say hello to the E.O.B. Mafia and share a time that you listened to yourself instead of what others told you was right, and it led to a
1: major accomplishment. Well, hello, Jason. I don't know that I've had a lot of experience of being shut down. I think I've been quite privileged. My parents uh never said you can't quit your actuarial career and become a professional entertainer. They couldn't, you'd think that's where they'd jump in. And say, no, don't do it. My company did say to me when I, was, when I started working with them, I said, look, I need to take a year off. And uh, they, didn't, they also didn't stop me. They just said, why don't you work for a year first and save up some money, travel for a year, and you'll have a job waiting for you when you come, come back. I couldn't really say no to that. And then uh, going into coaching, no one told me I shouldn't, I shouldn't go into coaching. And now I'm into acting. I just moved to Hollywood nobody has said to me, you should not move to Hollywood and pursue your dream of acting. So I'll keep thinking about this during the interview and see if there was a time when people said, no, you shouldn't do it. And I, I did it anyway, but I think I've been very, very supported by my community of people.
0: Well, it sounds like you've surrounded yourself with the right people. That's yeah.
1: Yeah. I guess I have. And props to my parents, Because, you know, they could have definitely said, you're going to quit being a consulting actuary on Park Avenue and you're going to play the guitar in pubs and parties. I think they liked having a story to tell their
0: friends. (laughs) Well, David, you're bringing an extensive background and a very impressive resume with you to Evolution of Brand today. And I'm very excited to get this opportunity to throw down with you for a bit. It's going to be a good time today. Before (laughs) we get into your new book, which is called The Mouse in the Room Because the Elephant Isn't Alone. Take a minute to tell us how you've arrived at this point in your life. How has your brand evolved over the years and what major experiences have
1: helped shape your life? Well, that's a very big question. The first big experience that shaped my life, I lost my little sister when I was seven years old. She was killed in a traffic accident and I was there and I witnessed it. And apparently what happened is I shut down my emotions. I didn't know this. No one knew this. But at the age 23, I went to a therapist and a psychiatrist. I'm like, what's going on with me? Why did I break up with my girlfriend eight times? Help me. And he said, well, I think you never grieved properly. And I think I can help you. And so he helped me begin the journey to reclaim my emotions Now, the silver lining was I'd gotten very cerebral, very left brain. So you give me numbers, business, money, and systems. I was great at that. I got paid to go to college. I came top of my school. I got this job working for a consulting firm and then a transfer to Park Avenue. And at the age of 23, I'm consulting to Chanel and Sony Music and Ford and Exxon. Like, it was incredible. But then I went to a personal growth seminar because i was unhappy and someone said why don't you check this out and i did not want to because they smiled way too much and they all wore name tags and i'm like i don't trust this at all but let me get in and get out well famous last words jason they cracked my heart open they showed me i knew nothing about vulnerability true intimacy authenticity self-expression Uh, I mean, I was getting, I was not only getting by, I was succeeding in life, but I didn't know anything about these things. So I quit my job and I spent the next 20, 25 years, not only, well, firstly, sitting with gurus and finding out what it is to be human and doing things that would freak most human beings out to like really plumb the depths of, of being human and the heights. And as I went, I would share them with my clients. Cause I, I got hooked on coaching in this personal growth program. I'm like, this is amazing. I changed somebody's life overnight. So I keep on learning. I'm 53 now and I'm still a student of life and I'm, I'm learning all the time. And as I learn, I get to pass that on to my very successful clients who maybe haven't had 25 years of sitting with teachers uh, or they haven't been a consulting actuary. And I get to pass on both the left brain stuff of business success and the right brain stuff of true connection and happiness.
0: You touched on a very important point. I feel we all have to continue to be lifelong students in whatever game we're playing, because if we stop learning, we're going to get complacent and more than likely cost ourselves opportunities just because we aren't looking at everything through the wide lens that we need to to welcome that opportunity into our
1: world. Agreed. And ideally on these podcasts, not only a a listener's listening, but I'm also listening. So, cause sometimes something will come out of my mouth and I'll be like, oh, I didn't do that. Okay. I need to have a conversation with that person or like something will pop out. So it's very exciting to be a coach Mm -hmm. and help people transform because I get to transform as well and sometimes i share stuff with my clients that's as fresh as six hours old it's like oh, this just came up i think this applies here oh yes that's just what i needed okay great sometimes it's something from when i was 15 but mm-hmm. but you know sometimes it could be something i just learned i try not to pretend like i've got it all together and i'm handing it down from on top of the mountain No, i'm in the trenches i my mm-hmm. shit stinks too It really does. You know, I have, I mean, right now life is going very, very, very well. So that's wonderful. I'm excited, Mm -hmm. but I definitely have my times of depression and anxiety and being upset. I was upset last night. Some acting student in the class didn't seem ready for our scene tonight. And we're putting it up in a professional theater. And I, we had a, we had a fight and I was like, all right, this has got me. So I had to do some work on it. And I find, I, mean, I got to a point where I'm at peace. Now, hopefully I can do it quicker than the average person because I've had a lot of practice at it. But just because you learn a lot of wisdom over the years doesn't mean you get to apply it in every second. You know, somebody, I, I saw a landmark forum leader get up on stage and they seemed perfect. And then we found out later, no, they still have complaints and they still have things that happen. They just foster to move through it. I have to think that your clients
0: appreciate the fact that you remain cutting edge like that. And as you learn something that could potentially impact their world, you're sharing it with them. And it could have been something like you said that you just discovered 30 minutes ago. You could get off this podcast today and having develop something from our conversation, which for me, this is one of my favorite elements of podcasting is this opportunity to connect with professionals and leaders and entrepreneurs and people that come from all different niches and industries and getting the opportunity to delve into their world for a few minutes and really learn about what their world is all about, what their life is all about. I always walk away more enriched, whether it's my own podcast or I'm listening to somebody else's show. This platform provides so much in that regard then you are clearly in the right job absolutely right my friend well let's hear the skinny on your new book as i said a few moments ago it's called the mouse in the room because the elephant is not alone tell us why this is the quintessential guide to becoming a badass leader and a badass human that people
1: want to be around I, I will. And I just realized if I can go back and add a little bit to one of the previous questions, because oh, sure. you asked like, what were the pivotal points? Sure. Absolutely. And I think, you know, as I go back, I can think some, some, of some other key points. So there was, um, there was getting married. There was being unfaithful at the age of 18 and feeling so bad about it that I have never broken uh, I've never been unfaithful since then in the past 30 something years, it was just such a horrible experience. So I think I got a sense of integrity out of ironically, not having integrity, marrying a wonderful woman, I'm now happily divorced to a wonderful woman, she's flying out here with our family, and I'm, I might get to see them in a, in a few weeks, becoming a coach quitting my job was huge. And then from quitting the job, I went into being a professional entertainer and I sang sang, and played guitar and went on national TV. And I was a bad singer. I'll be upfront about it. I was not a good singer. I was a good entertainer. So I did that for a while. And then I quit the actuarial stuff completely. And I went into uh, coaching, got myself trained as a coach, started coaching my friends and then built up an international practice, number one on Google for life coaching at one point. It was all very exciting. Then I made a transition to informational products. And so I stopped coaching completely and I built 10 to 15 products that I was selling to help people mainly build a coaching practice, but also to have their relationships be great. And then I got burned out from that. I released a book that was all big fanfare and whatever. And then I'm like, I'm done. I'm so sick of saying the same thing over and over to coaches building their practice. And I semi-retired to Bali and spent three years surrounded by rice paddies and learning three Balinese languages and and playing video games eight hours a day for eight months. I tell you, that was a pretty good experience. I'd have have a few beers. I'd play play these video games. And then I got kicked out of Bali. I actually um, was breaking the law because I was subletting my villa. You're not allowed to do that. Now, most countries, no one cares. In Bali they care and there was talk of jail time and so I uh I went on the lamb I you know a lawyer said you should just leave the country if you can get a hold of your passport and and come back in a few months it'll all be blow, blown over I ended like be on the run from the law and uh didn't know if I'd make it through the airport if my name was flagged or or whatnot and then reinvented myself I had to discover like what am I going to do in the world and I I'm always a coach and a trainer and a speaker. And someone said, why don't you go back to coaching people and helping people? And so I started with business owners because I understand entrepreneurs and I am one. And I love working with successful people who have got a lot of areas dialed in. There's maybe one or two. They don't, maybe they want to double revenue. Maybe they want to get more organized. Some people want growth. Not that many. Some of them, they just want the results. They're like, I want to be more focused on the business to grow. I've got dreams. I want to do this. Some of them, if I'm lucky, they're like, I actually want to grow as a human, which brings us to the next pivot, which is this book, which isn't really a pivot, and how people can become a bad last, badass leader and human that others want to be around and follow. I wrote... Mouse in the room, because at one of my retreats, so I I went and sat with a te- teacher. This teacher said to me, "You've been looking for this level of truth your entire life." And tears just started streaming down my face. And one thing we've been doing at the retreat is sharing our inner dialogue—the stuff you don't share with other people, the stuff you don't even know is going on. What's happening in the brain? And then share it. So if I was attracted to a woman, I'd say, I'm attracted to you. I want to have sex with you. And I'm so embarrassed to say this. And now I'm feeling vulnerable. And I'm worried that I'm going to feel some rejection. Or that I may have made you feel uncomfortable. We were getting to that level of truth. And he was right. I wanted it my whole life. And so um, with different courses and different teachers, I kept on being pushed to make phone calls and clear things uh, and have a different level of truth. I told you some things come when they're hot off the press. There's been someone in my acting class who doesn't want to work with me and feels uncomfortable working with me, but won't tell me why. And I finally, I said, look, I'd love to have a conversation and clear the air and work it out. And I respect your choice. And she said, thank you for respecting it. Maybe one day we can talk about it, but not now. So I left it two months. It's uncomfortable. And so today I finally thought, I'm going to try again because I wrote this book about leadership Uh, and, and to be vulnerable with someone and to try and clear the air is a leadership move. And so I sent a message, an audio. I wonder if you'd be up for talking about it. I wonder if I did something wrong. Is there something I can apologize for? It's awkward not being able to say hello to you. And I think you're awesome. You know, I can go to the stage manager. He said he's happy to mediate and sort it out. But I thought maybe we could clear it ourselves. And she sent back a message. It turns out she didn't want to do a scene with me because it involved a kiss. And she didn't want to do that, which was my suspicion. But the fact that she named it now, it's out in the open. We can talk about it. And I wrote back and I said, look, that's totally fine. Sometimes actors, I don't, I don't want to kiss. I wouldn't want to do a scene if I, if I had to do that. How about we have it be okay with us that we can say no to a scene? If there's something we're uncomfortable with, and maybe we can do something in the future. And meanwhile, we can say hello to each other. I think you're awesome. So I think it's totally cleared now. Nothing to handle. I'm going to take a, a copy of my book. And I've, I've written in the front of it for speaking up. For being willing to say the truth which brings me to what it's all about. So the book's called Mouse in the Room because the elephant isn't alone. And another subtitle, I think I'm gonna change the subtitle to uh, how to lead yourself and others. Because I had to lead myself in working out why am I uncomfortable around this actor? Why do I, what's going on for me? I had to discover what I call mice. See an elephant, we all know about it. You see it, I see it, no one's saying anything. Well, yeah, with her and I, we had this elephant in the room because there's there's, this stuff that we're not talking about, but sometimes it's something more subtle. It might be something I'm feeling and the other person's got no idea. Like I'm feeling unsettled and worried that I did something wrong. Also, if I had an opportunity to speak live to her, I might say, I'm worried she's going to talk to other people and say, yeah, you don't want to deal with this guy. Don't do a scene with him. And that's not something I want to have happen in class. So we wanna discover our mice, which are any thought, feeling or emotion that we have not shared. Any thought, feeling or emotion that's going on. That's a mouse, might be a big one. I got a chance to share that with her and say, hey, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable. I like to clear the air, talk about it. She shared her mice, didn't wanna do a kissing scene and I felt uncomfortable. And then I canceled the next scene with you because I already felt uncomfortable at that. And I thought it might be awkward doing the second scene. I was like, oh God, okay, I'm glad this is out. We can talk about it, clear the air, move on. So mouse in the room, how to lead yourself and others is about discovering what's going on for you, the truth. Because often we don't even know. We just know we're unsettled, we're unhappy, we're not sleeping. It's how to discover your mice, how to decide if you're going to name that mouse or not, because not every mouse should be named, but a lot of them are. A lot more than you're naming, which is why I had to write the book. Don't be thinking, oh, well, that's just going to be awkward. I'm going to name it. No. The more awkward it is, the more upside.
0: That was the next question I wanted to ask you is about the naming process. Is this something that like, – tell us why we should care about this and exactly what goes into when you should name a mouse, when you
1: should not. Thank you. Know, you. Why we should care. Why we should care is because for every unnamed mouse, that's more disconnection. And you don't even know what they are because a lot of them haven't come to conscious awareness. But for everything you've got going on that you haven't been able to share, it might be that you you want something in the bedroom with your partner. That's a desire mouse, but you haven't said it for two years because maybe it's going to be, maybe she'll say no or he'll say no. Maybe there's something you don't want. Sexually, and it's awkward to say it. Like, you don't want to kiss someone in a scene. Yeah, like, that's awkward to say it. But that creates disconnection with you, with yourself, disconnection with the others around you, with your staff, with your boss, with your kids. And it creates disconnection in the world. Unfortunately, that's how we were trained. If I was angry as a kid, I got in trouble for being angry, wasn't allowed. So I don't tell anyone if I'm angry. Right? That's what we learn. If we said to someone, hey, I feel really drawn to you and I want to spend time with you, maybe they said, I wouldn't want to be your friend in the playground and so we learn not to be vulnerable. It's sad. I feel sad thinking about that. I'm blessed with so many teachers who have shown me the way to courage and that if I'm willing to be courageous over and over, I and I'm going to mention some extreme examples calling the bully from high school that I hated for years calling the girl who dumped me twice and I resented I'll do the extreme ones but I don't want to scare people off I'll give you the extreme ones then the simple ones calling someone where I committed a crime when I was 15 and as the years went on I felt terrible about it and I'm like you know that might writer really impacted someone I tracked the person down it took me 30 years to screw up the courage, track the person down and said, that was me. I confessed. I'm really sorry. How can I make it right? Totally cleared that. The other person said, actually, it's good. There's really no impact. You, you're fine. I was like, oh my God. I carried that for 30 years. So the extreme, telling my partner when I cheated at the age of 18, she broke up with me. That's what she should do. That's how it should go. I tell the truth. She makes a choice. And then I had to earn her trust back. And I have, in fact, in the last 35 years, I have by never being unfaithful again. Now, what would have happened had I not come clean? I can't even imagine, Jason. I tried to like keep going in a relationship with her, with this huge secret, this huge withhold, lying to her, basically. What does that do to a soul? I don't even want to know. So this is why we should care if you are willing to make the hero's choice of going first in speaking the truth, then the magic of movies is available to us day by day.
0: I've always found so much value in being decisive and having those hard conversations because as hard as it may be now to broach a specific subject, it's going to be even harder Down the road, as you let feelings fester, as you let emotions take control. As I say this out loud, I know there have been times in my life where I haven't done this and I haven't done it well, but I know the times that I have have led to much more positive outcomes and allowed me and anybody else that was involved to grow. And as you're putting it, be a more attractive person, a type of person that somebody wants to be around. And you can start the repairs if they need to be made by just unloading that
1: burden. Exactly. So let's get practical. I want listeners to be able to start to build awareness because that's the in the 3D process in the book and the 3D worksheet, which you can download for free at mouseintheroom.com. It's a great print off 20 copies. You, the first D in the 3Ds is to discover, you're going to discover your mice. What's going on now? Here's an exercise. Start writing down on a piece of paper. Every person just scan your life. Every person where there's something unsaid might be. You just feel a bit awkward with them or you have a desire you haven't said or whatever. I'm going to do it off the top of my head right now. Top of my head. Well, that that person in class who didn't want to work with me. All right. That was awkward. The guy yesterday who kept saying he'd be off book and have the lines memorized and constantly did not. I could have a conversation with him about feeling let down and how I don't actually trust him anymore because six times in a row he said he'd be ready is not. I know he's having a rough week and six times in a row he said this, right? So that goes on the list. There's a girl uh, in class I'd like to ask out. And, I, and I'm worried if, I, if she says no, is that going to make it uncomfortable for us and you know, scenes and whatever? But already that conversation is starting to map out in my head. We don't have to work out yet how we would have the conversation or if. We just want to get them down on paper. Anybody you hold resentment with? Anyone you're does something that annoys you? Uh, is there something you want from someone you haven't asked for? I got one. There's a producer in Hollywood who I'd like to be on my podcast. Haven't asked him yet, felt a bit shy about it. Boom, goes down on the list. I have a desire. I want to get a manager right now. So we've just come up with a target list of managers. I could ask each one of them if they would consider representing me. I'm not going to do it yet. I'm going to be more strategic. I'm going to invite them to be on my podcast, get to know them, see if there's someone I would want to be my manager. Then I'm going to do it. But again, it goes down on the list. I did that. What did that take? 60 seconds, 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. You sit down for 5 minutes. Just start to become aware of all the possibilities for you. We don't have to know how to do it yet or even if. But we get that down. Once you've got it down, you might circle 2 or 3 of them and say, "All right, these could these could make an impact on my life. I might sleep better. I might feel happier." I might have a better working relationship with this person. I might get a pay rise. I I just had someone offer me an acting gig and I'm like, I'm sorry. I I tell the truth. I said for that rate, I can't go near this. 10 hours for $132. I can't do it. They reached out again and they said, we'd like to know your hesitation and see what we can do. We really like you and whatever. So now it's going to be, a huge $150 for up to two hours. All right, I'll show up. I'll do it. I'm a new actor. I'll do the gig. So you circle two or three. And then the next D is decide. You will decide. And, and the 3D worksheet, free download, will help you decide for this mouse, is this a mouse worth naming? It'll help you weigh up the upside. Like what's possible? I could grow. I can practice leadership, right? If, you, if your spiritual intelligence is high, you will value those things. You'll be like, okay, I get to grow. I get to practice. I get to practice courage. I might get to feel good. I might get the pay rise. What bad thing could happen? Okay, it could be awkward. It could be awkward for me. It could feel uncomfortable for the other person. It might make things worse. They might feel offended. When I told this guy last night, yeah, I feel annoyed. He said, why? I told him why he got defensive. He started arguing, wasn't a lot of fun, right? That could happen. So you, you list down the negative things. It might be bigger consequences. You might lose your job if you confess to doing something. You might lose your partner if you confess to an affair. Write down the negative things that could happen and then you get to check a box. I am willing to accept the possibility of these negative consequences for the positive consequences for the upside. I'm willing to roll the dice on this. If the upside is high than the downside, I'm going to roll that dice all day, every day. Go for it. If it doesn't work out, you probably get a second shot. Say, Hey, I thought of some things. I didn't do a very good job of that. May I please have a second shot at this? Yeah. I'm trying again. You don't have to get it right the first time. Plus you can have the worksheet in front of you, Jason. You put you off the worksheet, take it with you. Say I wrote down some notes because I want to do a good job of this. The third D, I don't think you'll guess. I was going to ask you to guess, but I don't think you'd guess unless you'd, you'd read the book. Uh, the third D is disarm. You're going to disarm the person so they're in a good position ready to receive your mouse. So it might be something like, well, what I did with this audio today to this actress. Hey, I wonder if you're open to speaking about this again, because I'd love to clear the air and be able to say hello to you and just have it not be a, not be a thing. And I, and I promise you that if we have that sh- conversation, which might only be a few minutes, that you will be glad that you had it. Promise you that but you know i had to do some work cuz she'd already said no the first time right but it but often just asking for consent sharing your upside this is why i want to have the conversation that's probably enough for them to go oh okay you want to have a better working relationship or you want to get something off your chest so you can have more peace and sleep better all right i'm enrolled what do you what do you got and then go ahead and you'll share it and there's a little formula on the on the 3d worksheet Well, David, everything that you're speaking to
0: with the 3D exercise and and having these tough conversations, it requires a person to be vulnerable, to really put themselves out there, as you said. I feel that we tend to self-isolate a lot, and and I know this is something that you cover as well. Let's talk about this a little bit. So knowing that we have these conversations, while they may be tough, they may be hard, they may put us in an awkward spot, at least it gets the ball rolling towards not being burdened by what these situations are bringing into our lives. But we still have this tendency to not do that. And we will isolate ourselves and not want to put ourselves in that vulnerable state. Yeah. Why why do you feel as human beings, this is what we do and we just gravitate towards feeling like we should live with this pain versus unloading it.
1: Thank you. I'm glad you pointed out the default. This is a default. The thing is we don't realize that we're doing it because everyone else is doing it. And I've written the book to have us wake up and realize, wow, there's a lot of truth that I'm just bypassing. Why we do it. First reason we're not aware of it. We weren't praised as kids for feeling no one. My parents didn't say to me as a kid, how are you feeling right now, David? What's happening in your body? What are your emotions like? What thoughts are going through your head? That wasn't a thing. People didn't have that level of attention on me. They do now because I found some amazing people and we do processes and we'll sit in circles and people will ask questions. What's it like to be you? What's it like right now? What's it like to be in your skin? What do you feel? Like it's incredible to have that level of attention. Moses didn't have it. So we learn to just ignore a lot of what's going on. So num- reason number one, we don't know what's happening. Reason number two, no one trained us on how to bring up these potentially awkward things. Some of them are, could be positive, by the way. They're not all negative. There's a section in the book about appreciation mice. Right? We weren't not trained in how to do it. We're not trained in how, like, for example, I just left an audio for for this for another actor I had an issue with last night about the constantly telling me he'll be, he'll be ready. And he's not, he apologized after our fight, he apologized and said, I will do better going forward. It's no excuse. I apologize. I'll do better going forward. And I thought it didn't come to me straight away, but later on talking to a friend, I realized that I really respected that. And so as soon as I hung up with a friend, I said, I'm going to share an appreciation mouse. And I sent him an audio saying, that had a big impact on me. It's lightened my mood. I feel glad that you're taking responsibility, has me trust you more, and my respect for you goes up. And by the way, since I've been a coach for 20, 30 years, I'll tell you, that kind of move is going to serve you so well in life versus just making excuses, that's going to serve you so well. And today I even broke it down further for him. This is what you did really well when you apologized. And I all these appreciation wise, right? So we often don't know. And secondly, we don't know how to share. We don't have a roadmap. No one showed us how. Enter the 3D process, the 3D worksheet. So you have a roadmap now. You're like, oh, I need to get clear on what's going on for me. I need to discover. I need to decide, then disarm the other person so that they're in a good position. They don't have that. You didn't have the 3D worksheet growing up. It's no wonder that you've gotten used to like, I just won't say it. I won't say it. That's going to embarrass them, saying they're late to a meeting. They're going to get defensive. It's going to be awkward. I don't want to do that. That's not a leader. That's a human. That's an average human being. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm simply saying, if you want to be extraordinary, even more extraordinary than you are, and you are likely, well, you have to be extraordinary, in a number of areas, there's just no way around it. But if you want to be more extraordinary and be the kind of person that more people want to be around, that more people respect, more people would follow. After I held this guy accountable and shared my toleration mouse and then shared the appreciation mouse later on for the apology, he, sh- he said he really respects me and looks up to me as an elder. I feel like that mouse naming while it was awkward and I didn't like the fight we were having really has led to a good situation. And now I'm willing to work with the guy again. And apparently I've had an impact on him. That's what I want from this book. So the short answer to what you said is we don't know what our mice are. We need to discover them using the exercises in the book or, just going deeper, maybe working with a coach. Secondly, we don't have a roadmap of how to do it well. And we're worried it's going to be a train wreck, which it may. If you get it wrong, you're going to step on a landmine. Let's skip that to take advantage of my 25 years of experience and making mistakes, or 53 years actually, and bypass those. I I had a guy write to me and said, I downloaded your worksheet. I've used this model for times in a row and i'm batting four for four four for four it's been great i had another guy who's married to someone who teaches this stuff she teaches this and he said your model has been a game changer in our fights because we used to like blow up but now when i bring it this way we don't fight anymore and so i'm i'm saying this works this shit works
0: Well, you've got me sold, and I'm sure EOB Society listening to this message is sold as well. So tell us, how can we become part of the Name That Mouse
1: movement? You can go to mouseintheroom.com and download the worksheet, uh, the 3D worksheet, top left of the site, download the worksheet. That'll put you on my mailing list by default. I send out a couple of videos a week about awesome stuff, how to grow in your business and in yourself, and you can unsubscribe anytime from that. There's also a link to buy the book on Amazon if you want to read Mouse in the Room. Uh, There's a section for parents. There's a section for couples. There's a section for, uh, well, the whole book is about leadership. There's a section for humans. And so uh, there's that, and you can also, if you're interested in coaching with me, if you're a business owner, you're already successful. You got a track record of success. And you want to go further, higher, faster, and have more fun and grow at the same time, I may be the coach for you because I don't just do one or the other. Anyone who just wants more money, I tell them, go to someone else. It's a waste. It's a waste of what I what I can do with you. But if you want to work on both your life and your business, those are the people who come to me. And there's a link at the top of Mouse in the Room. You can click on coaching and request a session with me And we'll we'll talk and we'll see if coaching even makes sense for you and if we're a fit. Well, I will make sure as always that we put those links in the show
0: notes so they can be easily accessed and you can connect with David. Before I let you go, David, as we wrap up our conversation today, if you could go back in time and share one thing with your pre-evolved self that would completely change the game for you today, what would it be?
1: Personal growth is everything. Want to hack your own operating system? and see, uh, pull the curtain aside and see who the man behind the curtain is in the Wizard of Oz. And so you want to stick to personal growth, find your teachers and explore what it is to be human. It's a good path to happiness and having a, a, a really great life. You don't do it. You'll you'll have a lot more drama, a lot more up and down, and it doesn't have to be that way. So stick to personal Growth. It's the keys to the kingdom. Very well said,
0: David. Well, I want to take this opportunity to thank you once again for sharing all of your insights with us today. I highly encourage everyone to check out the mouse in the room and check everything else that David is laying down for you. Again, my friend, I appreciate the time and thank you for being here on Evolution of Brand today. My pleasure. Thank you, Jason. This is fun. Have you been dodging one of those tough conversations in your life, EOB Mafia? It could be with anyone, a client, a colleague, a loved one. As we've learned today, it may take you way outside of your comfort zone to have that conversation, but once you do, the weight that lifts from your presence is something that's hard to measure. Follow David's advice, build those roadmaps, and the clarity and relief you're looking for from those difficult conversations will become much more realistic. I'd like to once again extend my thanks to David Wood for today's next level content here on Evolution of Brand. To get more from this episode, visit EvolutionofBrand.com, click on that archives link, then jump to episode 121. Or head straight to JasonCircone.com slash David Wood for instant access to links, resources, and show notes. And I'm talking primo notes. I got an A. Want to support Evolution of Brand? Be sure you're following and you're subscribed so you're the first person to know when new content goes live. Leave a rating and written review on Apple Podcasts, as well as a five-star rating on Spotify. And as always, recommend this episode of Evolution of Brand to one person in your circle who you know will be impacted by what they hear. And with that, we close the door on episode 121 of Evolution of Brand. Our time together today has reached its conclusion, but we'll be back together again before you know it when episode 122 goes live. Until then, jump back in the archives and check out some of the great conversations you've missed or would love to relive right here on Evolution of Brand. Until our paths cross again, this is Jason Sircone reminding you to never stop evolving. You've heard the game-changing benefits of podcast guesting discussed here on Evolution of Brand many, many times. Now, these thoughts are in permanent ink in the all-new, best-selling PodMatch Guest Mastery book. Myself, along with 17 other dynamic, captivating podcast guesting specialists, have come together to contribute our insights to help you master the guest mic, reach expert status in your niche, and take your brand to the next level. Discover how all of us have not only utilized the Podmatch community to grow, but how we've enhanced our own brand and skill sets by collaborating with podcasters across the globe. And if you're looking to be a better podcast host, you can pick up a copy of the best-selling Podmatch Host Mastery book as well. Available now on Amazon. Click the link in the show notes to grab your copy today.